listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. On Election Day, Detroiters are going to choose an entirely new school board. Not just one or two seats are open. The entire board has been restructured and is open for election. Uh, Seven uh, members uh, uh, citywide, all elected citywide, no districts. Uh, And there are more more than 70, 70 people initially signed up to run for those spots. That's not typical. Uh, It's a result of the sweeping Republican legislation that was signed into law over the summer that upended the Detroit public schools, reconstituted the district as a new district, uh, and is supposed to move us forward on education here in Detroit. How many times have we said that or heard that before in the city and only to be back in the same situation in a few years? Uh, I want to spend the rest of the show talking about these school board elections and talking about the school board in general. And first, joining me to sort of frame the issue out for us uh, are Sasha Ryan, uh, education reporter here at WDET, and Chastity Pratt-Dossey, a reporter with Bridge Magazine who joins us frequently to talk about education here in the city of Detroit. Welcome to Detroit Today, guys. Hello, Detroit. Thanks. Yeah. So let's uh, first of all, let's let's get the number right. I know that more than 70 people initially said they wanted to run, but we're down uh, to, I think, uh, the high 50s. Is that, is that right? I last heard 63. Yeah. 63. 60s, okay. Yeah. And the number, go- <laughs> the number goes back and forth, right? Uh, but it is, I've seen a sample ballot, and it is a, it is a lot of overwhelming. A lot of and, and, you know, I'm somebody who who knows a lot of the people who are running and have, has written about education in the city off and on for the last 20 years. I've found it overwhelming. I can't imagine voters who, of course, have other things to do with their time than spend it uh, thinking all the time about education, uh, how how that will hit them. Uh, let, let's talk about, though, what, we, what we've seen among the people who want to be on this school board, what kind of what kind of group is this? Let's let's sort of start with some characterizations, Chastity. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's Sasha, a wide it's range, everybody, it's isn't broad it? Everybody. Spectrum, <laughs> yeah. it's, right? it's everybody. I mean, in this group, you have most of the people who used to be on the school board running again. You have uh, people who have never run for office but have been involved in the community politically in different ways. You have people who just stepped out on faith and no one knows who these people are. You have an assistant principal from one of the schools running and uh, you have some people with some background issues. (laughs) (laughs) Sasha knows we're looking at that. And we should say we are, uh, Sasha, uh, you are involved, I believe, with the, the effort uh, among the Detroit Journalism Cooperative partners and some others to to look into who the candidates are and look into their backgrounds a little more deeply uh, than than we typically would uh, in than we typically would be able to given the, the the large number of of candidates. Yeah, it's it's a huge number. It's it's more than you know a, a single education reporter in public radio could tackle, and um, it's yeah. So so we're we're really looking at. Um, trying to figure out a way to communicate to people who the candidates might be. So in, in a few weeks, um, maybe we'll have something we're ready to discuss with the, the public about 
um, what we found. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's the thing, Stephen. When you have this number of people, we didn't have a primary, right? So that's why we have 63 people. I right. mean, for those who are wondering, why are there so many people on this ballot? We didn't have a primary. This legislation came too late in the game to have a primary. So now this huge ballot. And you've got to know that half these people aren't going to get any votes except for the people who go to their church and the people in their families. Um, and, and, and in Detroit, we know that name recognition means something. So those people who have name recognition are going to get those votes but we also have some slates out there you have some people who are who are saying let's run together on a slate and you know all get in as a team and you've had a few mailers out so there have been some efforts but at this point it's like everyone knows there's a huge number of people running but there's no real big bubbling discussion there have been um uh forums here and there. I'm going to be moderating a forum next week. But th- this is not at the front of the discussion unless I'm missing something. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not like, it's not analogous to, uh, and I'm, I'll, my memory is like bad. It's not like city council race. Or, when we had so many, was it 167 uh, city council candidates? Right. Uh, I think that was 2009. And, and there was much more, there was, uh, people's attention was much more sort of focused on on all of those candidates and and trying to get as much information about them as possible, it was really difficult to do because uh, because of the number. I mean, and, and that that uh, is part of the problem here. But then you also have the lack of a primary, which you point out. Right. I think that helps gin up interest in in these elections, but also. Uh, uh, the fact that it's t- taking place in the context of one of the most interesting presidential, presidential contests right. that anyone can remember. I mean, it's hard for it to it's hard for it to find any any room to breathe. You know what, though, real quickly, I, I just want to say this. I wonder if uh, part of the reason is also that people don't really get a feel that this is a huge difference, that this is going to be something new and different and revolutionary for the education system in Detroit. Is it warmed over milk? Is it the same stuff by a different name? People are still confused. There's no real consensus among voters, among people who have their children in the district, even among the people in the legislature who voted to make this happen, that this is going to revolutionize the school system. And that's why I believe you don't have that energy there. Yeah. I think there's still a lot of people, too, who don't understand exactly what happened when the district was split, when things were changed and what this new board represents, what the old board was, what all of these changes are. It's so complicated that people have maybe some sense that there is a change, maybe, you know, just I think there's a lot of confusion, as you said, about what's happening in the district. And I think there's a lot of fatigue yeah. Well, let's let's try to set the stage a little bit for some of the things that are true about what this board will do and what this board will not do. There are still some limitations uh, to to their power, and that's one of the one of the sort of more controversial parts of that legislation that passed was it seemed like it was saying we're going to bring democracy back to Detroit public schools, but we're not really doing it a hundred. Explain explain what those tensions look like. Well, uh, the legislation that came out in June, of course, everyone knows it's old code, new code, split the district up, right? So now we're going to have an elected school board that is going to weigh in on policy and, and running the district, which is totally new for the last, what, uh, at least since 2009, they've they've had a school board that could do nothing. So now the school board is supposed to have some authority and there's only going to be seven of them. They're going to be elected at large 
across the city, no more districts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the controversial part is that there's this financial review commission. The financial review commission that oversees the city of Detroit's finances is going to also oversee the Detroit public schools finances. And this discussion has been going on for 20 years. If you don't control the money, do you really control anything? Right. If you don't control the money, do you control the school improvement plan? Do you control how many teachers you can hire and things of that nature? So you have this extra layer of bureaucracy, which, again, I believe is the reason why you don't see this huge energy in the city excited about this. And, you know, it's not very revolutionary if you have a elected school board that still doesn't have all the authority all the, as all the, power the same authority as school districts across the state. Yeah. Uh, what about those finances? Uh, uh, the, the idea of rebooting the system with new money, restructured debt. Of course, we didn't get close to the numbers that a lot of people, uh, folks here in Detroit, thought we should in terms of uh, rebooting that system. And, and you could also have tripled that money, I think, uh, and not dealt with all of the issues in, in Detroit public schools. But but is it enough to even is it enough to even give the the, the new district a, a fair start, a, a a good push out of the gate, or is this something that we will be back talking about in Lansing by next summer or or fall? What do you what do you think, Sasha? I don't think I don't think it's possible that we won't be discussing money continually yeah. <laughs> there's it's it's just not enough there's not enough there's not enough and the um the the district is is kind of working on shining up some things and, and making itself more attractive so um they want to make um a lot of investments in things and they would have to not only to to survive but to become a, a district that then could attract the students uh, or compete on any level um, so, yeah, it's it's a very tenuous financial situation. Yeah. And they Messy. they they are projecting that they're only a half percent lower in enrollment than they anticipated, which is, you know, way better than we've seen in the That's past. Not awful. Which, right? Yeah, it's not awful. But it, want, it makes you wonder, has the district basically plateaued and those students who are there just can't leave? It also makes you wonder, OK, so uh, we're we're still in a tenuous situation. Any any emergency situation happens and they're they're tumbling back towards deficit. Right. Um, and and they're, they're still dealing with trying to figure out an, another long term situation with the teachers. <laughs> That's going to be on the horizon soon. You know, how do we really deal with this? They still have 200 teacher vacancies to deal with. What if they never fill those? I mean, it's a very tenuous situation right now. Like you said, they didn't give the district enough money. And even though the state did give DPS six hundred and seventeen million dollars, one hundred and fifty million of that or so was a loan. So you can't say you started debt free. Right. You didn't start this new district debt free if you gave them permission to take out a loan. Uh, so, <laughs> and right. a huge amount of that are, are taxes are that consistent. still have to be collected and don't go to DPSCD where the students are, but to DPS. It's a very tenuous situation. And then they still have to figure out what to do with the EIA and <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, there's a lot. There is still a lot going on. I All right. To, uh, go just, ahead, Sasha. Sorry. I want to yeah. come back to the, the idea of um, the powers that the new that this new board will not have. And one other division is this um, council, the advisory council that the school reform office is um, tasked to put together that will um, be it's kind of a substitute for the Detroit Education Commission. And so um, this will be um, half charter interest, half public school interest. And the idea is that they would be looking at facilities and and 
and determining, you know, what facilities, um, what the condition is and and things that should be opened and closed and so on and so forth. And so, um, you know, that's another kind of, of split of something that would would have been traditionally consolidated under the a school board. It's um, voluntary. I'm, I've paid very little attention to it myself, honestly, because yeah. I, I wonder what impact it can have when it's voluntary. And so what? Right. It's, yeah, right. it's completely voluntary. So it doesn't do the work of the DEC. Right. Uh, but it's kind of a, and it's interesting sort of a because toothless of the, version of it, right? it's a completely toothless version. And it's also um, interesting that it's a, it's a 50% um, charter. And it's not at all clear whether this council will look at charter facilities. That There's a complete divide um, over that. So the question of what the even theoretical role of this council is, I think yeah. is a good one. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to hear from a couple of sitting school board members who are running again uh, for their seats to serve on the new school board. We'll add their voices to this conversation, hear about the things that have gone on over the last six or seven years as this district has been under emergency management, and more importantly, what they think can be done going forward to improve education in the city. Stay with us on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are talking about the Detroit Public Schools and, of course, the Detroit Public School Board elections that are on the ballot here in Detroit November 8th, along with the other important decisions we're making. We will be electing an all-new school board, all seven seats are open. They are reconstituted as all citywide seats. There are no more districts. Uh, and there are more than 70 people initially expressed interest in serving on this new board. We're down to, uh, we think, the low 60s. But uh, lots of interest and a broad range of interest among the people who want to help move education forward here in Detroit. Uh, I've got several guests in the studio with me today. Sasha Ryan is uh, the education reporter here at WDET. Chastity Pratt-Dossie is a reporter at Bridge Magazine who joins us frequently to talk about education in the state and in the city. Uh, I'm now joined by uh, two members of the current school board, Tawana Simpson. Uh, she uh, is a, a member of the board, and Elena Harada, also a member of the board. They are also both running for the new school board. Uh, Tuana and Elena, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I want to start this segment with with you guys. Uh, talk first about uh, where we stand right now with the, the, the Board of Education in, in the city, as we've mentioned before. Uh, the board has had no power over schools for uh, six or seven years while we were under emergency management, even though uh, it is still meeting and and uh, doing the things that uh, that school boards do. It, it can't make decisions that that uh, that that run the district. <clears throat> talk about uh, what that has been like, but then also talk about what you want to do going forward if you if you were elected on November 8th. What is it? What do we really need the board to be focused on uh, to, to, to move schools forward? Uh, Tawana, I will start with you. Well, being on the board for the last five years has been very frustrating. Um, it's been very frustrating because you had a group of people 
who um, ran, who were elected, um, who wanted to serve and was not able to serve. So, but the one decision that we made was to stay together, and I appreciate that, and I'm so thankful to be a part of a, a group of people who stood up for the children in Detroit and traditional public schools. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Alina, go ahead. Experience. It has been really, truly an experience, and sometimes very heartbreaking, like to watch our bond money be spent on the EAA when we knew that it was a deliberate, mm-hmm. deliberate failure of our children, and to have a chancellor who could be paid half a million dollars to do that. And not one child reads at grade level. And nothing has been offered to remediate those children who are now eventually going to have to go into the regular schools, dragging down the classrooms that they're going to be joining because they have really been denied an education completely for the last four years. Much is owed to the children of Detroit. Much is owed to them. Much is owed to the taxpayers and the voters. But I do want to say that the school board in exile has actually stood up against expanding the EAA we have sued, we've been sued by the Attorney General when we got elected. Many people don't know that Shooty sued us for getting elected right. in a state certified yeah, election. No, I remember that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, your tax dollars at work. And we, we were able to overcome that, of course. We have had to do pro bono everything. We spend our own money on freedom of information. And uh, I have one outstanding right now asking why the Academy of the Americas is paying rent to the archdiocese when we have so many open buildings, but I only get extensions and denials. And the other This is from the district. Yeah. From the district. Yeah. Academy yeah. of the Americas is supposed to be a public school. school. Why is it paying rent to the diocese when we own so many empty buildings? And we need we need to know where the bond money went. So I actually am going to jump into this, that we have a two-point platform. One is we demand an audit. Two, demand the same rights to govern as the white districts have. We have not stolen any money. We were not in debt. We did not meet any of the criteria that was necessary to go under the very racist Public Act 4, Public Act 72, and now 436. We repealed that law, and we are still under it. And we were under that only so that we could be brought to this moment where now there is a board that can be elected with only seven people, and four of those people have the power to charter the entire district. Many of those people are already in with charters who are running for office. Uh, Here's here's a question that I think is on a lot of people's minds. Mm -hmm. What, if you were elected to the new school board, how would you change what is going on in classrooms? How would you change what's going on with teachers? How would you change what's going on with curriculum to sort of move the district? uh, None of that is possible without without the right to govern. None of that matters without the right to govern. And I want to say that people who are coming forward, and I've been to the candidate forums, people of goodwill, many people of goodwill come forward and talk about their academic plans. They can't do them. And I asked them, do you think we just didn't want to? Do you think we just wanted the district to look like this? For seven years, we have watched teachers be robbed of 10% of their wages. We have watched classrooms be filled. Now there is actually a contractual agreement to allow 45 students in a classroom and a bonus for teachers who have more than that. What does that do for our students? Nothing. And we're talking about 45 of the poorest of the poor children. We're talking about people who do not have internet at home, many who do not have water at home. So you take them and compare them to a district that's got 35 in a classroom who has all the basic needs covered. We have children who have nothing in in classrooms with 45. These are human rights violations. Sure. Uh, go ahead. 
Ms. Simpson. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask your question. I have a question. We kind of believe the same thing. I have a question. And um, uh, what we have in Lansing, uh, clearly we could tell from the discussions that were had prior to the legislation passing in June, we have a lot, a lot of legislators, a lot legislators who blame the school board for right. everything that has happened even though we know that the state has been in control of the school district for mm -hmm. most of the last 17 years but um, I think that there is a uh, assumption that the school board is responsible for everything and people are looking at history the, the 80s the 90s they're talking about stories that Stephen wrote you know and blaming it and blaming the condition of the schools on the school board and it seems to me that a lot of that angst is people more being turned off by what they perceive is the anger and the tone of the people who have been on the school board and, and less so what have what you have been accomplishing on or unable to accomplish how do you account for that or how do you respond to that people saying well this, this school board is just so angry and so vicious i can't understand also, or get with what they're talking we've about we've got about four minutes left so we want to okay. get through this pretty, pretty uh, if i can um i don't understand why they i mean what other way would you want us to be if we're school board members and we're fiduciaries, we're supposed to look out for the finances and the children. We, we don't create legislation. We have to follow what is handed down from the state to the board. I mean, what other way do you be? I mean, we tried. I know I've tried several times to be very nice to people. I mean, I was basically on TV for two weeks begging Judge Roll to meet with me. I mean, I don't understand what people expect Elena, from you us. Are, you are excoriating of all officials in the state and the city. Uh, uh, how do you, do you think that plays well or against what you guys are trying to do? I, I really think that most people who know what's happening have been to school board meetings. And I, there's nothing that we can do. First of all, it's, it's very, very um, racialized. And you cannot talk to people about race without them already having their mind made up. I do believe that many people across the state believe that Detroit is a black city and does not deserve the right to govern. They do not believe that children govern. deserve. Yeah. They uh, believe they but can. how do they yeah. know that they can't govern no, when no, I mean, governance I'm has been saying, taken from well, us? No, I'm yeah, I'm not agree. That, I'm you're they right. Believe that, right. that people here cannot yep. govern. And three billion dollars in bond money is missing. Flint has been poisoned, and, and Snyder is still out here walking around free. Now, how is it that we are responsible, responsible for this for problem? Right. We, all, all I will say is yeah. this. You cannot deal with this situation without dealing with racism. And no one is talking about the segregation of Detroit public schools and the increased segregation that's going to happen when they decide to charter everything and everybody's sure. got their hands in the till. Uh, we've got about two minutes left. I, I want to ask both of you how you would instruct uh, voters who are going to go into the booth on November 8th and see all of these names. There's a lot of names, a wide, wide spectrum of people and beliefs. How, how should they make those decisions? You get to vote for seven. Uh, uh, how, do you, how do you decide who, who, who you should vote for? I would say vote for who you know has been there. I would say vote for who hasn't gotten paid people who have paid. I would say vote for people who know the situation, but people are going to make up their own minds. And there are many people, I'm going to say that having been at the candidate forums has been extremely enlightening. I've seen people with good intentions yeah, come to these meetings and say they want to be on the school board. Sure. And I wonder what have they thought of who's been in charge? <laughs> why, what, why where you have you been? This, right? And then there's others who have very direct um, interest with contracts in the schools. A lot of them, especially the major glitzy slates that have been sent out, are people who have 
already got contracts in the schools. And in a white district, that would be prohibited. They would have to recuse themselves from any decision making. But this board has no authority. Uh, Sasha Ryan, education reporter at WDET, Chesty Pratt-Dossie, reporter at Bridge Magazine, Elena Harada and Tawana Simpson, members of the Detroit School Board of Education. Thank you all for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank you. That's going to do it for us. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. See you tomorrow.